You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number 79. On last week's episode, I talked with Ginny Capaletti about the future of the influencer space as we see a growing trend in influencer products. And Ginny said it best. She said, we are constantly talking about products, so why not our own product? Well, I cannot wait to continue this conversation today around influencer products with two bloggers that I have had the pleasure of walking alongside and teaching them strategies in the Influencer Academy. Influencers Anna and Julie Reinberg have seen huge success since launching their own sunglasses line, Jim and Ellie, and they learned exactly how to do this through the Influencer Academy. It started when these twin sisters saw an opportunity to do something new in the eyewear industry, and taking note of how many brands offer the same old sunglasses, Anna and Julie decided to design something totally unique and original. Now they're using using influencer marketing to grow their own brand and business, and they're gaining a whole new perspective on what makes influencers stand out in the process. Let's dive in to hear all about what they've done and what they've learned from taking their online influence into an actual business. Before we dive into today's episode, I got to give a shout out to Marisol Ramon, our reviewer of the week. And she says, ever since I started listening to the influencer podcast with Julie Solomon, my mindset and community has grown. Julie covers everything you should know as an influencer and blogger, and she always has guests that have a ton of useful information. I always get extremely excited when a new episode comes out. Marisol, I love that A, your mindset, most importantly, and B, your community has grown since diving into this podcast and soaking up all the episodes. I agree with you. I think our guests are fantastic, and I love that you are loving them as much as I do. So if you are someone who listens to this podcast and want to share what you have been learning and what you have done with your growth, we want to hear about it. Make sure to subscribe to the Influencer Podcast on iTunes and give us a review so I can highlight your review in an upcoming episode. Also, make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag me on your Instagram story at Jules Solomon and our guest today at Jim.and.ellie and hashtag the Influencer Podcast to let us know that you are joining in today as you know that we love to share those stories on our stories as well. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Hi, Anna and Julie. It is so great to have you guys here. Hi, Hi, Jules. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So I know that we have known each other for a while now. Um, You both actually worked with me a couple of years ago, and I really kind of walked you through a lot of the strategies and um, really kind of what I now teach in the Influencer Academy. But I would love for you guys to share a little bit about who you are, what what you... like your journey of being a blogger and where you are now. Julie, do okay. you want to that? Yeah. So I guess where it all started, like a few years ago when we started working together, um, Anna and I just kind of were in that mindset of like, everyone's blogging. So we have to be blogging and, you know, let's be influencers. And we were doing it for like a year and it was just so not our thing. It was so stressful for us. and. I think we were just convincing ourselves that we wanted to do it. And then you kind of made us realize that that is so not what we want to do. 
And so, yeah. So what, what did that, what was that kind of journey for, for you guys when, cause you know, you still do blog, but you have a really amazing product that we're going to talk about later, sunglasses, that um, is really kind of what your blog is for now. And it really is more of a, a e-commerce site at this point. So how how did that kind of come about for you all? Well, our family's been in the eyewear business for over 25 years. So we've always kind of been in the eyewear world doing something. But at the same time, we kind of, I guess, felt like we wanted to do our own thing and we weren't really sure if we wanted to do eyewear. Um, so that's why we were trying blogging and somehow it just always kind of like led back to that. And I remember like the day that you dragged it out of us, like, how do you actually make money? And we told you that we had these websites and you were like, wait, hold on. Why are you just now telling me this? And we were like, Oh, was that important? (laughs) I know that was so great. I love that we had been, I had, t- I had taken you guys through a six week process um, that I now teach in the academy, but I think we were on like week three at that point. We were getting to the place of like marketing and communication. And then you kind of, you were just like, oh yeah. And by the way, we have this like Etsy store and like, we have these like sunglasses that we sell. And I'm like, what? And yeah. because we had gone through that, that purpose piece with you already and really kind of had laid the foundation to what your why was and, and really, um, you know, what your mission was and kind of like your zest. And I know that you guys just mentioned that, you know, sunglasses have been a part of your family. You know, it's a part of, of kind of your makeup and really your identity when it comes to branding and growing a business and really connecting to the community around you. So I remember, you know, when that did happen as well, I was like, hold up, like we have your why here, we have your passion, we have your purpose, and you guys are already doing this. And all we have to do is kind of just revamp it. It doesn't have to be the super difficult thing. Yeah, exactly. Like in our heads, I guess we didn't really think of it then. Like, how are we going to make this our own and not so much the family concept? Because that's what we really wanted is just something that was us and like original. And we started it from scratch. And it was just like so funny when that happened. I feel like it was such an epiphany for us. Well, let's dive in um, to some challenges for a moment, because um, I think that you both are such great examples of, you know, you've been doing this for a few years now, you know, you've, you've kind of gone through a lot of different waves, right? Like you were kind of traditional fashion, lifestyle, beauty bloggers, you tested Mm -hmm. that out, you saw what worked, what didn't work. What are some of the challenges that you now see um, in the space? And, And what is that looking like for you? Because you're kind of on two sides of it. You're still bloggers and you're very much an influencer and in those, in that influencer space, but you also have a product that you can, that you've created and that you now service to the marketplace. So how has that changed for you? Well, I think that, you know, we get a lot of collab requests and on one hand, like trying to do that a couple of years ago and reaching out to brands, you don't really think about it from the brand side. So like people tend to write super generic emails. Hey, I love your product. I'm a fashion influencer. Like let's collab. Right. But nobody ever really says, why do they like, what product do you love? Why do you love that product? And like, that really just gets to us, you know, like, and we only have one product sunglasses, like be a little bit more specific. Um, and then also just like, with influencers, we find that they reach out to us and they want to collab, but they don't follow us. They don't engage with our content. And like, 
we want to build relationships with these people. You know, that's so interesting. And I want to dive into that more because you both are influencers, but at the same time, you're business owners as well, because you've created your own products and services and and built a business out of your influence. So you have a really unique perspective of kind of seeing the other side. How important do you think it is for the influencers that are listening today that may send out those emails that are unintentional and that are just kind of trying just to get free stuff or maybe just trying to like get money in their pocket without really being intentional? What would be your advice to them? Well, I would definitely say just do a little bit more research, spend a little bit more time on the brand. Like, what are they about? How did we, in our case, how did we start our brand? If you scroll back through our Instagram, like you can see that it's changed quite a few times and you can kind of follow along with what's been going on. So I just feel like take a little bit more time and then engage with the brand first, follow them. Like that's super important. I definitely noticed like some influencers follow us and they engage with all of our stuff and they've never asked for a collab. You know what I mean? But like, we know who those people are. Like we're paying attention to every single person. And do you think that you would be more apt to collab with those influencers that are authentically engaging with you versus the ones that are maybe sending you emails that feel really cold and impersonal? Yes, absolutely. And especially when influencers have managers and the managers are like even colder, Mm. you know, and you ask a question and they give you back like a one word response and you're just like, okay, thank you. So, you know, you want me to give you a sponsored post, but you can't even write like a warm, kind email. Mm. It's a great point. I love that you guys touched on that. And I know that I talk a lot about servicing on this podcast and how to come from a place of service. And so I think that's just a great reminder because, you know, you're coming from the perspective of an influencer, but also a perspective of a brand, which is really unique. Um, My friends, as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, 
you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions, whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business business for sponsoring the show. I want to talk about business growth and really what drives you both to to grow a business because I feel like a lot of times there's influencers and bloggers out there that just don't see what they're doing as a potential business, which I think is is a, a mishap and something that they should really focus on because there's only you're, you're only going to be able to go so far in this space if you're not treating what you do as a business. And I know that we've talked a lot about this and and when you know I got to kind of walk you through a lot of the uh, influencer academy strategies, you you learned both of you learned this kind of the hard way as well. So what has been that growth for you and what really drives you to grow your influence as a business now? Well, I think the biggest thing is you have to have passion for what you're doing. And it sounds so the typical answer, but like you really have to love going into your office and doing that same thing every single day, whether it's doing the marketing for what you're trying to sell, um, doing the PR, doing the product development. Like we're so small. It's just Anna and I running the company. So we have to do everything. And sometimes it's like so overwhelming, but as long as you have the passion to do that business, I think you can like figure it out, you know, otherwise you're just going to like torture yourself with all the stuff that you have to do. And that's just something that always drives us. Like we've always loved eyewear. We were always, when we were younger, like in our dad's showroom, cleaning the glasses cases and the glasses, you know, just like the little things that you have to do that sometimes you wouldn't even think about. And where do you get your inspiration for the actual look and feel and style of the sunglasses? Well, we're always trying. Our biggest thing is we want to do everything original. We want to have original designs, something that you're not going to see every other brand having. Um, So really, we're just inspired by travel. Um, I used to live in Miami. Julie lived in New York for a long time. So I think both of those places really inspire us because they've like, are a part of who we are. Um, so yeah, just like anything we see that inspires us, color, design, always trying to do something new though, because a lot of these companies are pulling their collection off of a factory shelf and they're just putting their logo on it. So, you know, we're just kind of tired of seeing the same old everywhere and we want ours to be different. And I think that you guys are really able, you're starting to kind of niche down on that a lot, which I love. Um, And I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, Before we started working together and I I really kind of walked you guys through um, the Influencer Academy and you really learned the strategies there and you were able to implement it. 
what did your your blog look like and what what did kind of niching down look like for you? Did it even exist or how were you able to really like niche down and 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 focus in on the sunglasses? Oh my gosh, our blog I feel like looked like a mess. We were trying to do everything from travel to fashion to lifestyle to beauty. And I mean, we are so not beauty people. Like we are so low maintenance when it comes to beauty. I don't even know why we tried to do that. But yeah, just like I remember we were talking about like maybe we should just niche down to like having an eyewear blog and talking about different designs and, you know, who's who's coming out with what type of eyewear and what's different. And it was definitely important to focus on like one subject at a time, because otherwise I think it was so overwhelming for us, like running around like chickens with our heads cut off, like looking for outfits, looking for a cool restaurant to shoot, you know? So I think you really have to like niche down and focus in on what you know and what you have experience with and just talk about that. That's a great point. And I would love to know how how were you able to really start to do that? Like, I know that we mentioned earlier, the first aha moment was like, oh, you guys already have these sunglasses. So was it a mindset, a mindset thing for you to really just hone in and, and to start saying like, okay, we want to be original. We want to really commit, commit to something instead of being like everyone else. Like how was that moment for you guys that really allowed you to take the action and make the shift? Well, I don't know that it was necessarily a moment. I feel like we've always wanted to do our own collection and our own brand. And so that was just in the back of our minds all the time. I just feel like when we were working with you, something just clicked in our heads that was like, okay, you can do this and you have really nothing to lose. I mean, maybe you'll lose some money if it doesn't work out, but at the end of the day, at least you tried and you'll know like for yourself that you put the effort into making your dreams come true. And then what kind of changes did you see, you know, just even from a financial standpoint, once you really niche down and kind of just really started to focus in on what you knew your passion was and really let go of all that other stuff that you were talking about, right? Like the beauty stuff, the fact, like all of this, all of the blogging stuff that was not serving you, it was just making you feel like a chicken with your head cut off. What were the changes that you started to see in your own influence in your own business? Um, I would say like our growth really started increasing because we were focusing more on what we were actually selling, like in our Etsy stores at the time. And like, what can we do to sell more? Like, is it newsletter marketing or is it Instagram at that point? Or is it Facebook or whatnot? And we just really tried to figure that out and not so much like just trying to do everything with this blog. So I think that's probably the main thing, right, Anna? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, definitely like the newsletter marketing was our like number one growth tool. Oh yeah. And I want to talk about that a little bit because I know that there's so many bloggers and influencers out there that even if they have tens of thousands of followers on Instagram, or even if they don't have any, none of them are focusing on their email list. Can you guys share with us how that's been like for you and what that looks like for you and what you've learned about the importance of having an email list? Well, our email list is actually kind of funny because besides the Gem and Ellie brand, we have a few other brands like that we've had before the Gem and Ellie one came along for our Etsy stores. And it's 
rather funny because like one brand, the email newsletter will work so good with it. And then another brand, it's not about the email newsletter. It's more about the Instagram. So it was a lot of testing what works for what brand and what audience, because they're all different audiences. But I think the email newsletter is definitely something that to this day is really important just because like the IG algorithm changes all the time. You don't know if people are seeing your stuff. You don't know how to get in contact with them directly. Like engagement is so difficult these days, but if you have someone's email, you just send all your news over. If you have someone's email, you just send all your news over there. And I remember talking about that with you guys when, um, and I love that you brought up the fact that you you have different brands, right? Because I, I think that that's a big question that a lot of influencers and bloggers ask a lot is like, do I only have to do one thing? And my big thing is always like, well, you should only focus on one thing at a time. So it actually comes to fruition, but you can have multi, like multiple things that you're passionate about. Um, and I love that you brought up the email list because it's so important how you said, with one brand, it really is about a, a Instagram because that's that's your awareness driver, right? So that's what's like really showing your ideal customer essentially what that product is. But then you have another brand that the email is super, super important and it probably wouldn't be as viable if you didn't have that email list. So I love that you kind of touched on those two things and really how you don't want to put all of your eggs just in one basket. You really want to make sure that your marketing and your social media is diversified as well as having a strong email list. Yeah. I mean, and definitely test everything because one newsletter can work. And then the next time you send it, it doesn't work for whatever reason. And so you just have to like, kind of test, like, what is your client looking for? Is it like a certain discount that they're looking for? That's going to make them pull the trigger. Is it like certain information that they're looking for? Um, I mean, we're still doing a lot of testing to this day, but I feel like we kind of have a general idea of what each brand needs. So we just kind of like build upon those little things. Yeah. And I love that. And and I love that you guys are open to testing and that you're, you're reminding all of us today, the importance of that. Um, oh yeah. It can be very stressful at times. Cause you're like, am I going to have to test everything forever? But yeah, you are. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, it's a constant evolution, right? I mean, that's what a business yeah, is. Yeah. It's, it's constant testing. It's constant figuring out what works and what doesn't work, which is one thing that I want you guys to tell us, because I love what you ended up doing after we started working together. You guys created what you call growth hacking cards. And I want oh, you to yes. share what those are, because I think that they were brilliant and how they help you grow your influence and really your business awareness and the products that you have. So our growth hacking cards, they're like mini little uh, business cards, but on, okay, so we're twins and we get asked anywhere we go, are you twins? Are you twins? Like a hundred times a day. So on one side of the card, it says, yes, we are. And on the other side, it just says our Instagram account. So then when like, you know, the person at Starbucks is like, oh my God, are you twins? instead of answering, we just like hand over a card with the yes, we are side up. So that's kind of, I don't know where we got that idea. I think we read, was it Ryan Holiday's growth hacking book? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yep. Growth, growth hacker marketing. It's such a great yeah, book. We were like, what are we going to do to growth hack? We just had this idea of like, let's just get these cards that say the answer because we're so tired of saying, yes, we are 500 times a day. I loved it. You repurposed it. So you didn't have to say it yourself. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so great. 
I love that. I, I think this just, it's unique, it's original, it's authentic, um, and it's fun. So thank you for sharing that. And, and hopefully it gives some people listening today some ideas. Um, so I know that we've talked, you know, a little bit about strategies that have worked for you guys, strategies that you've been testing out, things that you've been able to overcome. What are strategies that you tried in the past that really didn't work for you? And how have you been able to overcome them, um, you know, in terms of influencer marketing? Well, it's funny, actually, when we first launched the brand, we tried influencer marketing and we got like four or five influencers. Um, they had, you know, I would say 50,000 plus followers and it actually did nothing for us. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And we were so just shocked and disappointed. And we were like, wait, like, what did we do wrong? Did we pick the wrong influencers? Did we like pick the wrong timing. I I don't know. Like, honestly, I still don't know what it was wrong about it. The only thing that I think we think happened is just that, you know, people are just so used to influencers putting out their ads every single day. I just don't think it works as well anymore, which is why everyone's saying micro influencers are really the up and coming ones to use. And we still have a lot of testing to do with micro influencers, but yeah, I mean, I think unless you're using the ones that have, you know, the million plus followers that people have known for years and years and years, that's still something that we have to test. Um, so yeah, again, a lot of testing. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, and, and, and having to kind of like navigate that and figure that out. And I think that it's also, it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about, um, you know, really aligning on both ends, like you as a brand aligning with influencers who are truly engaged in what you create. And then you as an influencer really aligning with the brands that you really do love and that you really want to support and promote. Because at the end of the day, if you align and it's, it's a wrong alignment, if you just work with a brand because you want the money or you want the gifted item, or you just work with an influencer because, you know, maybe you're testing it out. You're, you know, you're having to kind of go through those motions. Um, if the influencer is not being super honest with themselves at the end of the day to say, I don't really think that this is going to resonate with my audience, or I don't really know if my audience is going to buy this, or, you know what, this may be out of my audience's price point. You know, this may be a little too expensive or not, you know, um, are too less expensive for what they're used to. Maybe I shouldn't align with this. I think it's really to the responsibility of the influencer to really get crystal clear on who they're talking to and who their audience is and what their audience expects from them in order to have more successful brand partnerships. Yeah, absolutely. Because I would love to use the same people, you know, over and over again and really build a relationship with them. And when new styles come out, send them stuff and, you know, just like, basically make them brand ambassadors or like anytime we have new sunglasses, we send it over to them. But if we don't see the upside in it working, then we're probably going to pick someone else and test that. Yeah. And not only that, but again, it goes back to just like, okay, you posted one thing for us, but did you engage with us afterwards? And then they don't like, there's no follow-up. There's no engaging with the rest of our posts. So like, why would we go back to you? So, so true. I love that point. That's a great reminder as well. Um, For anyone who may be on the fence about really 
taking their online influence or their dream or their blog to that next level and really investing in themselves. So whether that is investing in you know, a coach or a mentor or a program or just an idea that they have that they want to test out, what would be your advice to them to overcome that fear of investing in their dreams? Well, I would just say, just do it. There's really nothing to lose. I mean, if you figure out that that was not a good idea to do, then that'll just be something that's out of your mind and you never have to think about it again. Or the upside is that it all works out and you have like this, you know, dream business that you've always wanted to have. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, you know, some people are going to use the excuse. I don't have money. It's too expensive. But if you really want it, I think you can find a way to invest into your dream. I would agree with that. I would too. I think that's a great, that's a great thing. A great reminder for all of us. Yeah. I mean, having an inventory based business, like I had a friend come to me a couple weeks ago and she was like, I really want your advice because I'm thinking about you know, launching an inventory based business. And like, what do you think I should do? And I know nothing about this business she wanted to launch. I was like, I can't tell you yes or no, but like, I would just say, you know, be willing to lose the money. If you're going to put in money and it's not going to work out and you're going to be like living under a bridge and struggling and like, you know, it's the end of the world for you. Don't do it. Like invest what you're willing to lose. Oh, that's such a great, takeaway. And like, that's such a big one for people listening because money and like limiting beliefs and scarcity around money is such a big thing for people. And so I love that quote of just like, be, be willing and be okay with saying, I'm going to take this money that I have here. And instead of, you know, buying, you know, a new top or buying this or, but you know, whatever else I would have spent that money on, I'm going to actually try to invest in myself and I'm going to show up and I'm going to do the work, but I'm also going to know that if this doesn't work, that's just kind of my payment for at least trying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to try. Otherwise you're just going to live life with regret of not trying. That's so true. I would love for you guys to share with us, um, after all of this, because you, you just gave us an incredible tip, but any other insider tip or secret that you've really learned throughout your journey of growing a business as an influencer, if there's one thing that you could tell anyone that's listening today, what would that tip or that secret be? Well, I would just say, you know, take it, what you're trying to do one step at a time, because for us, it was very overwhelming when we were thinking about it, like, okay, we have to create this massive company and sell hundreds of thousand pairs of glasses. And how are we going to do this for us? It was literally like, okay, don't even think about that right now. Let's just come up with the designs that we like and make sure that we, you know, are fully committed to a collection of sunglasses and then let's take it from there. So that was like the biggest step for us. And then we accomplished that. And the next step was, you know, start sourcing and finding manufacturers just to get a sample made. Will this design actually be ever created? So, you know, we basically got on a flight to Paris and went to the biggest eyewear trade show in the world and just started like getting information. And it was so crazy when we were there and we're talking to manufacturers and everyone was like, this design cannot be made. Like you cannot combine acetate with a rimless style because it's just never been done before and it's not strong enough. And we were like, but like, 
you're the manufacturer. You need to find a way. And we got so frustrated. We almost threw our designs in the trash. Like literally we wanted to cry because it was like, no, 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 no. And then we found who we call Mr. Miyagi, who was like, wait, I can do this for you. It's not a problem. And it's just like, you just need the one person to say yes to you. And that's like willing to help you and believe in you. And it just like turns everything around. And so that was basically like step two, right? Find someone who's going to sample this. And then we started thinking about the money. And then we were like, oh my God, where are we going to get the money from to do this? We need like a couple tens of thousands of dollars. Like how's this going to happen? I, (laughs) this is crazy. I literally walked around my house, took all of my mom's stuff that she didn't want anymore. Took all of my dad's stuff, my brother's stuff, Anna's stuff, my stuff, like clothes, bags, shoes, anything I could find and sold everything on Poshmark. It's amazing. And that is how we paid for our production. That is incredible. See where there's a will, there's a way you figured it out. Exactly. And even if the stuff sold for like $2, you should have seen Anna and I doing a happy dance. We were like, we got $2. We got $2 to pay for like one piece of packaging. Oh yeah. It was so funny. I love that. And it really goes back to your, your, both of you, you, you have this outlook on life and this perspective that it's all in what you make it. And you're, I love that you guys are go-getters. You figure it out. You take you know, and, and that's what I, I love about, about what you guys have created, because I can, I can share strategy with you guys all day long. I can share with you what I know, but if you don't take action on it, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to happen. Like I can give you every piece of wisdom that I may have, but unless you take the action, nothing's going to happen. And you guys took the action. And I just, I love that you shared for anyone out there that may be afraid to invest in something because they're going to lose money go sell stuff on Poshmark, go sell stuff on eBay, go, go do whatever you have to do to make your dreams happen. And I love that you guys just shared that. Cause I think that that's amazing. Yeah. It's like, you know how Gary V always says that like go to a garage sale and buy stuff for a dollar and flip it on eBay for $10. That's I how mean, girl boss started her business. Yeah. She would go to um, thrift she stores. sold vintage stuff on yes, eBay. For like 10 times yeah. what she found them in thrift stores for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was like, what are we going to do with all this old clothes? Like take it to Plato's closet or like give it to Goodwill. Let me just put everything on Poshmark and see what happens. And like, you know, boom, it paid for all of our inventory. That's incredible. I love that. Well, speaking of inventory, share with us a little bit more about the brand Jim and Ellie, about your sunglasses and you know, what your, what your goals are for this year, where we can find the sunglasses and what's to come. Yeah. So all of our sunglasses have a really art deco city kind of feel, because as we said earlier, they're inspired kind of by Miami and New York all in one. Um, they're all originally designed. So like, you're not going to see these designs anywhere else, which is like really the exciting factor of it. And right now we're only selling them online on Geminelli.com on our own website. And we're doing some pop-up shops also. So we'll keep everybody posted on our IG stories, usually about when we're doing events, but we have some stuff coming up in Las Vegas, um, mid and end September. So you guys can go to events on our IG and look for that. And we're working on some other stuff for October. So yeah, I think we, we really want to get 
more into pop-up shops and like being out there. And I think that will also like help build relationships. I love that. And then where can people follow you guys on Instagram? Okay. So it's at gem.and.ellie. Awesome. And before we wrap this up, I would love for you both to answer one question that I ask everyone that comes on the show. And that is what does influence mean to you? Hmm, that's a great question. Jules, I forgot that you always ask this question. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> that is okay. You can take your time. Um, uh, go ahead, Anna. Oh, I don't know. Awesome. I mean, I just think it's, it's just like almost a feeling of like, not necessarily like, oh my God, I'm going to go buy that shirt because someone's wearing it. But it's almost like a feeling that you get from maybe like seeing a certain picture or like an outfit of like inspiration, you know, like you can see like your favorite blogger wearing something, but it might just be like the mood of the picture in general. And you're like, I'm so inspired by this picture, just like to go out and do something or like put a look like this together or it's, it doesn't have necessarily to do with buying something for me. Hmm, that's a good one. It is. Do you want to wrap it up with that or do you want to add something? Um, let's wrap it up with that. I just got really nervous all of a sudden. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I wanted to thank both of you for coming on today, sharing your journey, because I know that it's just a great reminder to those listening today that it's not always pretty, no matter what you may think you see online. It's not always easy. It's not cookie cutter. It takes a lot of work. And most importantly, it takes it takes showing up and believing in yourself to figure whatever you need to figure out to make your influence happen, if that's what you really want in life. And you both are great examples of that. So thank you so much for coming on and just sharing how this journey has been for you. It has been such an honor to be able to work with you guys, to walk alongside you, to teach you what I know, and to have you be such um, success stories of the Influencer Academy and kind of what that brings. And I'm just excited to see what's to come in the future for both of you. Thank you, Jules. Wanting even more influencer podcast goodness and to connect with like-minded influencers? Join our Facebook community for daily tips on how to up-level your business and chat with myself and other listeners. All you gotta do is visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the influencer podcast to be a part of this wonderful community. Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com, where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.